Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Welcome, welcome to Mihinte on Air, where we talk on different topics concerning Latinos in our community and nationally. We talk Selena, Cesar Chavez, and immigration. Today we're talking food and business. Mexican culinary cuisine is popular in the Great Lakes Bay region. This we know. There's a long history of restaurants. El Faralito that used to be on Washington by the uh, Gray Iron Plant. Now in the SVRC Plaza. El Gaito restaurants. La Placita. El Rancho Grande. And even the Coco Loco chain. But one is making a big splash these days with his unique tastes and business sense to serve good food at a clean establishment. T&T Authentic Mexican Cuisine at 1302 Court Street is weathering a pandemic successfully and serving great tacos. His carne asada tacos are the bomb. And today, Guadalupe, or Toyo Rosas as he is called, joins us on Mi Gente On Air. Thank you for being with us today, Toyo. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, awesome, awesome. Thanks for being so with us afternoon. today. Good, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're very busy. You've got uh, the restaurant that you're taking care of, and we're also going to talk a little bit about a new business he has, a car wash in the Saginaw area. But today, first of all, we're going to start with talking about Mexican food, which is a favorite with everyone. And what do you remember, Toyo, with the great restaurants that I listed there? Oh, man, I remember as a child, man, my parents used to take us to the most popular El Faralito, El Gallito, and I mean, it's just, it's it was a very warm place and a very great establishment back in the day. And, I mean, you don't see that more often no more. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of like almost a... a, a, a um, a dying sense, but I think that establishments like yours, as well as some of the other ones, they're making a comeback in our area with new business owners. Um, those like El Gaito is, is still around with a uh, second generation, third generation. And I think it's awesome that we, we have had a history, a good history of good culinary restaurants serving Mexican food and that is continuing with what we have today. Tell me, what does your experience uh, as a culinary uh, expert come from? Where where does your Mexican food uh, come from? Because at the volume you're serving today, you really have to know your food. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my family, pretty much all my tias, my tios, my, my abuelas, my grandmas, everything, we all used to cook. I mean, they all used to cook, and I remember as a kid, I mean, playing outside and all everyone inside the kitchen, just cooking, preparing for all my uncles and, you know, all my family. And I mean, back in the day, we used to have many gatherings and we had, we got a pretty huge family. But I mean, it was like my grandma and all her sisters would invite us all over and man, they would throw down in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your mom, I, I, uh, Irene, Irene Rosas, I know she, you have credited her in the past as being kind of your the most inspiration that you've received she's the one that taught you how to cook oh yeah yep 
she's she's one of the one of the main ones. I mean, but like I said, I mean a lot of our recipes come down from my grandmother, my grandmother Maria, my my abuela uh, Hernandez, and man, it's just like I mean it's a different type of food here in Michigan, being that you know my mom's from San Antonio. You know, it's a it's a different. I mean, there's still Mexican food, but I, I mean, it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know. We get hit on that sometimes as a community because we're here in the Saginaw, in the El Norte, and we have sometimes uh, Mexicanos that come directly from Mexico or even uh, Tejanos that come from Texas. And sometimes they talk about, well, our our food isn't uh, up to par in what they feel is good Mexican food. But we, as Saginaw, the Great Lakes Bay region, we have our food established here as well. Like at the Union Civica Mexicana, we make the patitos, and mm-hmm. you don't you don't really hear or see that too much out there in other communities. They don't even know what a patito is down in no, Texas, in no, San Antonio. No, in Texas, I mean they get our tostadas misinterpreted for a chalupa. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just different. They, they have like pretty much the same. I think. The same food, but a different kind of name and a different kind of brand they usually. Yeah, yeah, and but, and, and what what we have to understand is that, say, the chiles that we may get down in Mexico may be different from the chiles that are cultivated in the Midwest. And, oh yeah, and and when you go and travel, say like I go and travel to Mexico. I'm going to expect food from that region, and I'm going to I'm going to probably most likely like it. And say if when I've gone to Europe, I go to Italy and I or even Greece and and I taste the Greek food, I'm not going to mm-hmm. expect that food to taste like Saginaw's food. I want sure. to taste their community's food, and I feel like they should. Those who may uh, put down our food in any way, shape, or form, they need to recognize that when you go to an area. You expect that type of food to taste because you don't want the food to taste everywhere the same in the world, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely so, not. So I, I'm glad that um, you have really established yourself big in the last couple of years. How long have you been there at Court Street now? Uh, we've been over here approximately just under 18 months. So two year, two and a half years here. Okay, so let's start back. Let's go back. Let's talk about first, you had a tire shop there on Weber in Genesee. Uh, so that is correct. This isn't your first business. This isn't your first rodeo. Uh, where did your entrepreneur spirit come from? Um. Well, I had a little run-in with the law back in 2004, so I had to go do a little bit of time in the penitentiary, the state of penitentiary, and I kind of got my my mind together, my little thoughts, and I knew that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted to live, so I had to make a better life. So as I was incarcerated, I took up small business class, uh, life skills 101, communication 101. I mean, I did many classes in there just to make sure when I was released, I wasn't going to reenter. I mean, that was my whole goal is... Once I learned my lesson, I was going to be a productive uh, citizen in the community. And I, by no means, I wanted to reenter the prison system. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that there's a high percentage 
of uh, incarcerations uh, for reincarcerations for individuals that just can't you know conform to society sometimes and can't, they, can't get it right yeah. they just can't get it right i mean yeah. I, I i mean i spent 40 months in there and i kid you not i seen people go home when i first entered and they're coming right back two three months later and i'm like what you didn't learn your lesson yeah yeah that's tough that's tough. that's a, that's a <laughs> whole that's- whole nother subject uh, but I'm, I'm glad to see that you you you've seen your way and yeah. you've you've taken on that entrepreneurial spirit first by having the the tire shop you sold that and went into TNT a food truck and that's kind of where you started right can you tell us a little bit about that journey yes actually uh i i i, I enjoyed myself at the tire business but i was never into the tires i was always into like food or something so i end up talking to my wife and i end up buying a a, a small food truck and I told my wife, I said, well, let's see how this goes, see how business goes. And, man, I, I really liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun. I was working with my wife, you know, my kids and everything, and we really enjoyed it. And who would have thought we'd be here now? <laughs> yeah, because you went from the food truck, then you went to the uh, establishment right there by Shorthorn, Shorthorn Meats on Genesee. And then, uh, fortunately, you were able to get into the place that you're in now at 1302 Court Street. So you have a, a restaurant as well as the food truck still. Yes. And and how's that going for you, the food truck business? Oh, man. I mean, you know, we've been so busy at the restaurant. And right now through the pandemic, it's so hard to find help right now. So, I mean, we don't get out in the food truck as much as we used to. Me and my wife will will do the food truck occasionally, but I mean the food truck is a great experience to meet more people outside of the business, and then that makes your business on Court Street even better because now they know you have a sit on restaurant because we got a limited menu on the food truck, of course. So I mean we offer a lot more at our restaurant, so they taste what's on our food truck, so they want to come enjoy the establishment. Yeah, yeah, and you also got a patio now, I understand, um, outside of the restaurant for the summer months. Yes, being through the pandemic, I mean, the the governor had orders to uh, have 25% in the in the lobby, so we didn't have no clue how long this was going to be, so we wanted to do some outside dining as well. So we kind of, we got two patios going on now, so that gives us another... Uh, 50 seats outside. So, I mean, to have 25% inside, that gives, gives us the overflow outside. And, I mean, I, me, I'm a patio person. I love to eat outside. But, I mean, you know, you just got to make it really nice and uh, bring the customers in, make the customers feel like, you know, like this is their establishment. Yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned the pandemic. Let, let's go back April 2020. The pandemic hits. In, well, March, actually, and then into April. What happened? How did it affect your business? Oh, man. I mean, we closed down a month in uh, last year in April to May, and and we, we were going to close down 30 days because we didn't know what was going on with it. And then, unfortunately, my wife got sick, so we shut down a lot longer than a month. I mean, you know, my wife was on the ventilator, and, she was in the hospital for approximately 21 days. So, I mean, we had a scare at home, you know, it was, it wasn't just in the public, it was at home, you know, and 
you know, so I got, I got sick, my daughter got sick and, you know, my wife's in the hospital. So thank God. I mean, you know, we all got through it and, you know, my wife came home and, you know, still, it was still, I mean, it was a, I don't know. It was uncertain. You didn't know what was going on because a lot of people didn't know what was going on. I mean, including the scientists. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. That was. Those were some real uh, uh, hard months because we were all in fear. We didn't know. Uh, they were telling us different things, but I think we're kind of uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now. And um, hopefully, uh, after May twenty fourth, um, maybe some of the restrictions are going to be lifted in the in Michigan because Michigan now has seen three weeks where cases have come down, thank God, and, and hopefully we're, we're coming to the end of that. People are more and more vaccinated, so it's, yes. it's, it's really helping. And if, if anybody has not been vaccinated, um, there is clinics around, uh, even Walgreens. I've seen they're giving um, vaccines. They opened up the new uh, place there in the former Sears that is now vaccinating people. So... Um, we got to we got to do our part with that, you know. It's it's really yes, important. absolutely. Yes, and, I and, you absolutely know, agree. You you took you firsthand. Wow, you firsthand. You and your wife. I remember um, it was really touch and go there for a while. Yet uh, you came back. You opened up the restaurant again, and you you know what what would you say besides uh, the pandemic? What has been your your big challenges for you as a restaurant owner? I mean, just dealing with customers right now because I mean the attitudes have changed tremendously. I mean, I I don't understand why some people like I mean they like their buttons will be pushed real easy, and all we're trying to do is help them out. But I mean, it was like a lot of uncertain people that was like having bad attitudes. I mean, and this was not none of our doing. I mean, you know, this is all God's God's doing, you know? So, I mean, we're just dealing with customers and, you know, dealing with, you know, paying our bills. And I mean, thank God. I mean, you know, like our, our place is highly favored. I mean, our, our business is doing extremely well. And I mean, it's, it's, I believe it's probably falls on the business owner. I mean, you gotta treat your employees good. And I mean, everything just falls in place. When you have a good leader, you have a good crew. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's kind of been on edge through 2020 into 2021. We had so many issues going on, so you know it's been it's been tough, I think, for everybody. But I think that you know, I know that I have uh, what we're doing over at the Union Civica. We've had issues with employees as well. Um, simply, it doesn't it doesn't seem like. Uh, people want to work and i know that yeah. you know so many businesses i mean i've seen even um taco bell was paying employees the day of you know a big establishment like that you know is paying their yeah. employees because they're having a hard time finding people has have you seen that at your restaurant as well i mean i i have seen it not as much because i do have a lot of family that works for me thank god i mean but sometimes that can be a bad note but I mean, we've been doing good. I mean, we we went through a few ins and outs with with some of our employees. You know, they they try to use the excuse, "I feel sick today," and of course, you got to send them home. You got to leave them at home for twelve days. But I mean, you know, they wanna they just wanna collect that free money. I believe. I I don't know. You know, I mean, I I'm just that person that I don't know. I can't sit at home and just collect money. I got to work, man. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what is uh, what is your number one seller? And there at the restaurant, what what sets you apart from other restaurants in the area? 
Because, you know, we're, they're all different, uh, but we serve, you know, the staples of the Mexican beans and the rice and, yeah. you know, tacos. But, you know, what what do you feel is is your difference? And um, I'll share what I think your difference is as well. Okay. Well, I mean, there wasn't too many restaurants around here doing the carne asada tacos. I mean, they're out more like in Detroit, you know, the bigger cities. But I, I first had taste them in San Antonio. You know, and I mean, a lot of the food trucks do the carne asada tacos. And I mean, I, I just wanted to bring that to this area. And man, I mean, that that's a lot of people taste these and they're like, man, what kind of tacos are them? You know, and I mean, they come in here and they buy, I mean, they don't buy like, oh, give me two tacos, three tacos. They buy like 15 tacos, 18 tacos. I'm like, man, what the heck? Wow. And they're like, nobody does them around here, you know? So, I mean, it, you know, we're... We're like, like, again, we're in the Midwest and I mean, it's starting to come this way, but I mean, people like to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm a firm believer of, you know, I like to try things different, but these people are in the norm. They like tacos, nachos, burritos, enchiladas. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, if you, if we, if we look back, say 10 years ago and when, anybody would come in and ask for a, a taco it's going to be the hard shell tacos right correct that's how correct. it used to be and yeah. i think today now with your establishment you you have brought in the carne asada tacos and it's uh, a little bit different for our area because you're right it was primarily in the food trucks down in southwest detroit or when you went to california for sure los los angeles or even down in texas you would yes. get the 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 what we're talking about for my listeners that don't understand is the carne asada tacos. Um, they come with like two f- corn tortillas for support, you know, yes. so that they don't uh, fall apart or whatever. They have the carne meat, the the meat inside, which is like a a steak kind of meat. Yeah, and then it's uh, topped off with the onions and the guacamole sauce that you have, and the all-important cilantro. Correct? Yes, 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 yes. That's the most important ingredients right there. Yeah, yeah, and you also have shrimp uh, tacos instead of the carne asada. You're actually using shrimp or even chicken. Correct? Yes. Yep. So you really have uh, made an impact, and I'm glad to see that that's uh, happening because it's becoming more diverse in our community in terms of the, the the Mexican food that we do get, you know, from, say, like I said, 10 years ago. And I think that's, that's really important as we grow and as you see other establishments uh, coming into uh, the area because you do see a lot more now, um, say, those that are – uh, at the corners of the different um, areas, like I'm, th- I'm thinking of Bay Road and Davenport at the auto. Is it Auto Zone there? You, uh-huh. you've had your food truck there once before, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, I mean, we got into the food truck business for probably four and a half years ago, almost five. And I mean, there was there weren't a lot of food trucks around here, let alone Mexican food trucks. I mean, I, I, I can't be mistaken, but I think I was the only one around in the Great Lakes Bay region. And I mean, you know, like, like I said, we did well, but now, I mean, you see a lot of like, uh, authentic Mexican food trucks now and, and man, that's great. You know, like I wish everyone well, it's a lot of work, but you know what? You get what you put into it. 
Yeah, yeah. And I've seen recently that the Huntington Event Park is coming out with their food truck uh, events this summer. They've got them lined up already, the dates. So things are happening again with that. Um, and oh, yeah. The yeah. pandemic, we're still in a pandemic, of course. But like I said, yeah. the cases are coming down. So I think we're going to slowly open up. And I hope that um, we don't have to experience that uh, coming into the fall or the winter months. Um, but I think as, as more people get vaccinated, um, that's going to really help in the whole endeavor because we don't know if this pandemic is going to stay with us kind of like the flu, if, you know, we're going to get cases of COVID here and there or whatever. I so, sure hope not. Yeah. Sure yeah. Not. Because, because it's been so tough. It's been so tough mm-hmm. on, on, on so many businesses and, and you're blessed that you're, you're open, you're doing well there because I've seen some that have closed the doors, you know, across the state. Right. And so, yes. um, kudos to you for that and your business sense. And I'm happy to see you doing well with that. And I want to ask you, uh, as well, when you're making your foods there at the, the, kitchen because i know you go in there pretty early in the morning tell me how early do you go in there and what do you start what's a what's a typical day there at tnt to start the morning well depending on what i have on my 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 agenda sometimes i mean i get here at 4 30 in the morning 5 in the morning 5 30 just depends on what i have going on i mean for I mean a big catering job, which we have been doing several of them. I get here a lot earlier because it's hard to prepare for a catering job and the restaurant at the same time. So my day starts off probably on a regular no later than six. I mean I get here at six, come in here, I put a fresh pan of beans on, I put ground beef, I do the arroz, I do everything fresh every morning. There's not I mean when we start off food here, it's probably little that we have. I got it down to a science. I know how much to cook each day. And we run a special each day, so I know what I'm going to cook, what I'm going to go through that day. Because I like, I mean, that's what brings us out a little bit different because our our food is fresh every morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and I'm, I may be wrong. This is my own opinion, but people taste the difference of freshness. Oh yeah, that's that's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and and part of your your ritual uh, then on the weekend is putting on a pot of tripe, a menudo, um, that is very popular there as well. Correct? No, actually, we move that to seven days a week, Larry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know as well as I know, you're you're a menudo cooker, so you know how much time that takes to cut it, to clean it, to cook it. Oh my God, it's a process, and I yes. mean, and we do it. I I cook. Oh, uh, I think we cook menudo probably about three or four times a week. Wow. wow. So I mean, yeah, we go through we go through probably a hundred and twenty to a hundred forty pounds of menudo every week. Yeah, and it is it is a chore. Believe me, I oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's so worth yeah. it because uh, it really is a soup that you know really hits the heart of the stomachs of those that are indulging in it it's so good i mean i i I kid you not i have customers that come in here every single day to get manure i was like man you eat this a lot you know they're like man i could eat this you know twice a day i was like wow that's i mean i i i like manure i personally like manure but 
I mean, I'm not going to eat it every day. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna continue on this conversation about uh, TNT, authentic Mexican food. But Toyo Rosas also has another business. He is busy enough with the restaurant, but now he's also opened up a car wash. So let's talk about that when we come back on Mi Gente On Air. This is Mihinta On Air on WSGW. You're listening to Mihinta On Air on WSGW. Welcome back, mi gente. I'm your host, Larry Rodarte, and we're giving homage to some of the restaurant entrepreneurs back in the day with El Faralito and El Gaito, La Placita, Maria's Restaurant, El Rancho Grande, the Coco Local Chain. I, I, I know there's more, and uh, I can't name everyone because I can't remember everyone, but we now are talking with Toyo Rosas, who is heading up TNT, Authentic Mexican Cuisine. And we're talking about Mexican culinary foods. I, I want to ask you, Toyo, how important do you think it is for our community today uh, to have good Mexican food? Because we've kind of had that with those restaurants that we've stated, but as the years have gone by, uh, we, we had to have new business owners open up restaurants how, what do you how do you feel that is with our community with having good mexican foods oh man that's that's got to be the number one and and i try I try my best i'm not the best but i do try my best but it's good to see like abuelitas come in here and you know the older tias and they come in and, and they just you know they're they're so happy you know i i like to see the enjoyment on their face they're like now that's some good food mijo yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah. I like I like that. That makes me feel good because you know what? That means I'm doing my job. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I feel that when I see non Hispanics come into establishments and they want to eat that hot sauce and they're eating hotter sauce than what I would even eat sometimes. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow man, they really like that hot sauce. I know we get a we get a lot of requests for our chili sauce over at the, the salsa at the Union Civic Americana with our patitos, and so I'm I'm like, wow, man, where did where did they learn to eat such hot chiles, you know? And yeah, and, and then the thing about it, Larry, I don't know if you're having a problem, but we're having a problem finding hot chiles. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It seems like the jalapenos today aren't as hot as they used to be. In no, America. man, I, I remember as a, as a child, man, my abuelo in San Antonio, man, he used to. Like, we used to have jalapeno eating contests, and we were, like, four or five years old, and he's like, where we eat some most gets a dollar. You know, a dollar back then was a lot of money to us. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I feel like the uh, serrano chilies are what you have to go with in order to get that hotness. Yeah, the serranos, the, the ghost peppers, all that. I mean, you can't get them in the, in the jalapenos no more. Yeah, but the ghost peppers are too hot for me. I don't, right. I don't even want to go there, but the habaneros, <laughs> uh, but the the serranos are okay. And I know that man, when you put that on a taco, I mean, it just gives it a whole another flavor. So it's so important that 
you know, and and hopefully this summer, you know, we'll be able to get more different uh, chiles locally that you know will be have that hot spiciness to it. Oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna move on here and talk about your new business, and that is a car wash that is over on the south side of Saginaw, south side of Saginaw. And uh, it's been there a long time, and uh, a door opened for you to buy the establishment, and you kept the same name, and that name is what, Jesus? Jesus Loves You Auto Spa. But actually, it was it was a different name. He just, the, the, the gentleman that had it was a, was a Christian gentleman, and he had Jesus Loves You on the side. So the actual, the car wash name was uh, Chanel, Chanel uh, Hand Car Wash. Okay, so those who would remember that uh, and where its location is, where where on the south side is it? It's right over the bridge, which is what what bridge do we call that? The the I want to say that the Gallagher Bridge. I, I'm not sure what it, what is that. Uh, I know that it changes name when it passes Washington, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's uh, Stevens or or Gallagher. I, I, I'm not sure. I know it changes. I don't know if it changes over the bridge or before the bridge. Yeah, and on, on but it. On the east the side, on the east side of that bridge, which I'm I'm going to call it the the Malibu Bridge because it it's the yeah. bridge where the Malibu yeah. plant was, which is no longer there. And right. uh, it's if you're traveling on Hess, um, coming the other way, then it, it's at it's at the foot of that bridge, um, and on the south side of Saginaw, though. So it's right there at the end of the bridge, and it's an establishment that has been there a long time and now Guadalupe Rosas Toyo is the new owner and he just opened up this last week, right? Yeah, just just last week, yep. We opened up uh Saturday. We had to do all the paperwork and everything and granted, you know, like I've been a customer there for oh man, I'd say probably thirty plus years there and I I mean I knew the family very well and I mean, you know, the guy got into our predicament, he was losing all his employees and, and John is a, you know, he's a, he's an elderly man. So he kind of didn't want to start all over. So he just got out of the business and, you know, he, I mean, my wife actually went over there to get my truck washed cause I was at the restaurant working and my wife said, uh, she said, I'm not going to get your truck washed. And I was like, what's going on? She said, well, they said, John's putting up for sale. So I was like, really? I said, give me the number. And she was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I, so I get his number, and I have a conversation with John. And, you know, we did a couple meetings with him. And then finally, man, I mean, after a lot of praying, I mean, he, he accepted our offer. And, man, I just didn't want to see that, per, that business go down. You know, I mean, it's like that's a good staple of Saginaw, especially on the south side where I was born and raised and to this day my parents still live over there. Right, right. So I mean I I kinda didn't want to see that building just be abandoned and go to waste. So I mean, we got it at a, at a fair price and I and I honestly I think we're gonna do well there. And how many employees do you have there and what type of mm-hmm. um car wash is it? Tell me about that. It's actually it's the only one in Saginaw. It's a hand car wash. So what you do, you drive right through it. You got a guy on each side of the vehicle washing it, and then you pull up ahead. You got a blower overhead that's going to blow dry the car a little bit, along with two other guys 
hand drying it. And then you pull up and you got two other guys that are going to do the armor, all, the windows, the inside. So we got approximately about six employees there, four on some slower days, but six on the weekends where it's going to be super busy. But yeah, my father's over there running the place because, of course, I'm running the restaurant over here. But like I said, I mean, my dad stepped up and said, hey, I'll run it for you. You know, don't worry about it. So gives him something to do. And I mean, you know, it's still in the family business. Yeah, so let's go back to what we talked about as far as uh, finding employees in this day and age when we have the unemployment as well as the stimulus checks and it's been a little bit difficult and we've seen businesses that are closing uh, because some are closing temporarily because they don't have workers and you're hearing a lot of that in the conversations today. It's like people don't want to work. People, people are just sitting back until... Uh, you know, the unemployment runs out. Uh, I know that some states are changing how the unemployment is being distributed now, and you have to be at a job like for four weeks continuously, and then you might get the, the unemployment. I, I'm hearing different things, and I know that that's something that was discussed like on the Art Lewis show today at, on WSGW, well, on, on uh, earlier in the week. But so how, how is that for you? Because if you're, you're having employees washing cars – are you, are you finding the help that you need? Right now we are. How long that's going to happen, I have no idea. Yeah. But I just pray a lot and just ask God to put the right people in our in our, in our our uh, establishments. Right, right. So. But I, t- I, too, was at one point, like, <clears throat> I was going to shut down the restaurant a couple of days out the week, you know, just to give our employees breaks. I mean, because... I mean, I'm working 60, 70 hours. My son's working 55. My niece is working 50. You know, like, we we were working a lot, but, I mean, you know, the thing's got to get done. Yeah, let, let's give them a shout-out. What's the name of your son and your niece? My son, Juan Roses, and my niece, Stephanie Roses. Juan makes a great uh, avocado guacamole sauce with the chips there. That's my favorite at TNT. And I know Stephanie's been with you quite a while uh, from the beginning. And um, from the beginning, yes. And, and not only that, I mean, like I said, we got a we got a great staff here. Like my mom, my mom comes in early in the morning. Uh, one of my employees, Maria, comes in early in the mornings, and we kind of handle all the cooking in the mornings. And then you know, my niece, my my son, and you know, my uh, cousin, they will come in and kind of like manage the place and like our job of pretty much be done but i mean i'm i'm always here because i gotta oversee the restaurant because i mean i'm the backbone of the business i gotta be here but i mean you know like i I run pretty much the whole restaurant but more of the kitchen my wife handles all the the waitresses the servers and you know so it kind of like lifts a little burden off of me so i don't have to pay attention to too much up front so my wife handles all the the servers so I mean, it's it's like a family business. I mean, we all got to communicate. We all got to connect, and we all got to come to agreement that, hey, we're in business. We got to make it happen. Yeah, and I, I want to talk to you. I want to ask you a question because it's something that I've seen happen in the last few years is the price of the meat, especially burrito meat. I, I, I've, I've stopped serving that because the, the um, over at the Civica because the burrito price – uh, of the meat has it just skyrocketed all of a sudden. And are you seeing that across the board with um, 
say the different meats that you use at your establishment? Absolutely, absolutely. Not even that. The chicken is just skyrocketed. I mean, just over the past couple of weeks, I mean, I'm paying literally double for a lot of things. And I mean, you know, and, and, and actually me and my wife just spoke about this last night. You know, she's like, well, what are you going to do? And, you know, me being a business person, I don't think it's a it's a good choice for me to raise my prices right now. I'm hoping this ends soon. But I mean, if it if it's going to be an ongoing thing, I'm going to have to raise my prices up because I mean, literally, like I mean, we're making money, but not money. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense, we're, we're not we're doing the work, but I mean, like a lot of our customers, I mean, all customers, not just our customers, a lot of customers don't want to see decrease; they want to see increase. But I mean, unfortunately, everybody knows what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, the pandemic has really wreaked havoc, and it's really hit. Our business owners, our restaurants, and I i really hope that, like I said, that light at the end of the tunnel is coming so that we can, uh, you know, get back to where we were. I don't know if we'll ever get back to where we actually were, but at least some sort of normalcy. And even at, at uh, the Civica, you know, I can't wait until we can open up the hall for the bailes, the dances that we used to have, because oh, yeah. I just think that's so needed now with our mentality of what we've gone through and with this pandemic and the politics and everything else. I think people just want to dance. People want to hear the music, the dance, and of course the food comes with that. That's just what makes us a great community. And so I'm hoping and praying that that is where we're headed. And I know that it's important for business owners like yourself to continue to get the support from the community and we're not always going to be perfect in business but uh we're we're surely trying and i know that i can speak for you in that regard because i see how you've worked hard to build your establishment that that great restaurant as well as i hope uh and wish you good luck on your car wash endeavor because i love that a business is still there on the south side of saginaw I like saying that South Side of Saginaw, but uh, <laughs> but it, it you know it's it's it speaks it speaks to Saginaw where we're at. You know we get sometimes a lot of, of flack in the area from different communities or whatever, but I think there's a real sense within our Hispanic community of uh, of community that I don't see always in some of the other cities in our great state. And I and I'm talking from somebody who goes to the different areas because of my my publication, my magazine, and the second, third, fourth generation of Latinos in Saginaw, I speak highly of because we, we have a sense of, of community, you know, and I th think honestly that um, we, we've, we've grown, we've come a long way and to have young people starting up businesses today in our area, uh, you know, is, is speaking volumes to who we are as a community because we've got people that we stand on the shoulders of in the past, like some of those restaurant owners that I've talked about, Felix Gallardo, you know, Mr. Garza, and um, Nancy over from La Placita. I mean, there were there were a number of people, and, and that's why, you know, I wanted to give homage on this show to those individuals because we've got Maria from Maria's Restaurant, you know, we got uh, the different uh, people that have been doing it a long time, you know. Maria's been You're in right. business for right. almost 20 <clears throat> years now. Oh yeah, you know, and, yeah. and I, it's a, it's a time, it's time that um, you know we as a community, because of this pandemic, that we still continue to support small businesses. That's that's what's really important because 
if we don't have these Mexican food restaurants in our area, then guess what? Everybody's going to have to be cooking their own food. And that's not a bad thing, but there are times when we really, you know, need to have the Mexican foods to help with our psyche of the day. And that, and that was one of the things, Toyo, I want to mention to our listening audiences. When we went into the pandemic in April and in uh, March and April of last year, a group of us came together to feed uh, our elderly the Mexican foods that they may not were they weren't having privy to during the pandemic. And you know, we're talking about some of the the old folks' homes as well as um, individuals that just couldn't get out because of the pandemic, because of their right. age. And TNT <clears throat> Authentic Mexican Restaurant was there to allow us to help cook in their kitchen, and we did that for about eight weeks, almost two months, where. We, you know, had Mexican foods uh, available to the elderly that couldn't get out because, you know, they they need they need their Mexican food. We when you come yeah, absolutely. when you come from a community and you grow up eating Mexican food, you need that, you know, in your life. Not every day. You gotta, but, yeah. <laughs> but definitely, definitely, you know, it's something that um, we we require, and and it's important that we keep our establishments going. So there's a number of them in the community. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the show because I see that you you know you're doing a positive thing for Saginaw. You got two businesses. You you you, you open up the car wash and you, you're doing really well there. I see uh, the customers that are going into TNT, and uh, it's important. It's important that we all continue to support and, and you know bring bring that uh, Mexican food and 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 the food trucks that you you've got going as well as um, some of the other ones like Wellas and um, some of uh, the Cobb King and uh, I just want to um, thank you too because we had a, a last minute Cinco de Mile celebration over at the Union Civica and TNT was there as well as Cobb King and uh, we were selling our potitos and we had a great crowd. It was, it was wonderful. Oh man, it was, it was a great, I honestly, man, I didn't think that many people were going to be there. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I said, I said, you know what? These, these, uh, Mexicanos are tired of being home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing was, it wasn't just the Mexicanos. You had all walks. No, yeah, there. it was. Yes, it was. It was, man. It was. It was great. It was a great day. I, I tell you that much. I mean, I'm like, I said, you know what? I said, people in general are, they're they're ready. They're done with this. They're ready. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. They're but, ready. But again, you know, the the truth is, it's all in the vac- vaccination. You got to get vaccinated. Yeah. 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 Because I I I felt safe in the crowd outside because I had my vaccinations. And it just uh, it, it was a feel good moment for us, even though I didn't get to go out too much there because I was busy cooking in the restaurant <laughs> and, and doing the potitos and frying. I was so busy, it was, you know, and that was only in a short period of five hours and we did really well. And, and so that was yeah. really nice to see that your business, Cop King, the Civica, we came together, we had music um, and, you know, it was a beautiful thing for our community to be able to celebrate, even if it was a mini Cinco de Mayo, because, of course, we had to shut down the big uh, Huntington event, Cinco de Mayo, Huntington event park, I should say, uh, Cinco de Mayo. And uh, we're hoping that we can do something in September, you know, for our community. If restrictions come down from our governor, and I think um, May 24th is when they're going to revisit that as far as establishments um, in um in the halls as you know and different places of gathering 
I hope that uh, the doors are going to open up a little bit more and um, we can get, you know, moving towards having the celebrations that we're used to as a community. So hopefully that that's what's going to happen. But again, we're talking with Toyo Rosas, Guadalupe Rosas, and he is the owner of TNT Authentic Mexican Cuisine at 1302 Court Street. Tell me uh, a little bit about um, that area that you're in there because it used to be the Coney Island on Court Street, correct? Correct. Yes, yeah, so it was Michigan Coney Island for several years. I, I want to say they opened back in the 80s, late 80s. And, I mean, uh, Tom Lefkiatis was the owner, and actually he's the the gentleman we're purchasing the building from. But he's a great gentleman. He worked 30-plus years, and, I mean, he's he built a well name over here. And, I mean, he... He's he was a hard worker such as myself and I have conversations with him twice a month and he's like, Oh Toy, I'm so proud of you, man. You're you're working like I was working and you know, it's good to hear that because I mean if people notice, you know, like they, they respect that business, I you know, I I believe that. You know, but I mean, yeah, it's it's we did a little bit of a uh, little bit of landscaping outside, you know, like we added the patios, but we're bringing some live liveliness around this corner. And I mean, a lot of people are noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to mention uh, Zorba's, the Greek, Mex- the Greek, I was going to say the Greek Mexican restaurant, Zorba's, <laughs> the, the Greek uh, restaurant over there in old town that uh, is no longer with us um, because I know that they had, uh, employee problems. They couldn't find the people to work in there during this pandemic. But besides that, the owner, he, for many years, and I can't remember his name right now, but he worked so many years, I think uh, close to 30 some to 40 years, bringing us those gyros and the Grecian potatoes and, mm-hmm. you know, just, just really a good, good salads. I remember. And I, I loved going right. to that establishment Oh yeah, and I was going there up until the week that they closed. Um, so, uh, kudos to him and his family yes. for keeping that establishment because he was a hard worker and, sure. uh, we wish him the best in retirement days as he mm-hmm. has, uh, now closed, uh, Zorba's and they knocked down the building quite readily, quite quickly, and there's going to be, um, I forgot what, they, what they're putting there now, um, a dispensary, a dispensary yes. right there yep. across from uh, the Scottish Inn. So things are changing. Everything comes to an end, and, and nothing. that's one thing given in life. Nothing never stays the same. But while we're here, we got to make the best of it, and I think that's what's going on there with your establishment at 1302, TNT Authentic Mexican Cuisine, and and I know that you've been a big part of helping our frontline workers as well. Can you tell me about that with during this pandemic? Oh yes, yeah. I mean, Covenant has been a really, really big help, you know, to our business. I mean, you know, we we uh, hooked up with the Covenant Foundation, and I mean, they they really, you know, helped our our business out. And I mean, they wanted to do, uh, you know, the small businesses in the area, which they didn't help just my restaurant. They helped, you know, other restaurants in the area to, you know, to help pay the bills. I mean, you know, it, it was tough. I mean, everybody was trying to grind, trying to, you know, try to see. I mean, there was there was some months that I was like, man, I hope I can pay the bills. I mean, I, I literally was praying, you know, like, God, please give me the way, you know. And sure enough, covenant calls. Well, we need this job. We need this job. I mean, I mean, I got hit hard last year. I mean, I, 
I had an opportunity to make some great money for Covenant when they hired me to do the the employee picnic over there. I mean, they were going to pay me very, very well, and that was just took from me. I mean, they they canceled it. So I mean, you know, I I almost got a taste of some great money, and then I just said, you know what, it wasn't God's timing. So I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it's been really good. I mean, Covenant, like I said, they they've been a really help to us, and they continue to support us. I mean, like I mean, I get so many deliveries to Covenant, you know, and being that we're two miles away, you know, I mean, they really, you know, they really support our business. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for uh, feeding those frontline workers that are so important during this pandemic for our community. Thank you so much. We're talking to Toyo Rosas, and it's been a pleasure. He's the owner of TNT Authentic Mexican Cuisine, 1302 Court Street, has a new patio, and is also the owner of Jesus is Love Car Wash over on Saginaw South Side. He's doing great things for our community. I want to thank him for calling in to Mi Gente on Air. Encourage everyone to support his business. Any last words, Toyo? No, I just saw. Uh, I just say uh, be on the lookout for our new patio. Come enjoy. Hopefully, I mean, like like we said, the restrictions will be lifting soon. And I just ask that you just come support our business, our either business, our car wash or our, car, our restaurant. But. We just would like to thank everybody that that is our our supporters. And if you haven't tried us, please come give us a try. All right. Until next week, let's keep plugging away out of this pandemic and be safe. I'm your host, Larry Rodarte. Hasta luego. Adelante. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.